Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. It's day two in Adelaide. It's another day in the dirt for England. <laughs> Uh, they conceded best part of 450 runs, lost two wickets before the end of the day. Uh, I predicted five, I think, yesterday, Max, on, on the show that we did. Um, so it's better than that, uh, but it's pretty grim. I'm Jack Hope. I'm sure it's a four-man podcast. We've doubled in number today, so we're going to have maybe we'll do an eight-person show uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm joined by Ross Legg. Ross, I'm, I like your Christmas tree in the background. I'm not sure it's as good as mine. but um, yeah, well, I've, got, I've gone for the more the warmer feeling. You've gone for the LED white lights. I've gone for the, <laughs> I've gone for the warmer feeling. Yeah, some festivities above me as well. Um, right, people are saying they can't hear on, on YouTube, so I'm going to fix that, um, but we can carry on recording on, on this. Um, Max, <laughs> take over hosting quickly, introduce yourself, and then introduce Cameron, and uh, I will sort that. Okay, um, as you can see, we are we, we, we are welcoming. You can see, but you can't hear if you're on YouTube. We've uh, we've welcomed today uh, Cameron Ponsby to the pod. Um, so thank you for joining us. As you can see, we are a an excellent operation of high skilled technical uh, whizzes, and everything works perfectly. So uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. So um, yeah, exciting to be asked. I don't know what I was expecting other than well, I was definitely expecting to be talking about a day of English cricket where. We're 400 behind and already two down. So I'm ready in that that respect, as it were. That's good. So you're prepared for the cricket side of things, maybe, maybe if not for the for the shambles of uh, of our preparation. And uh, and we're joined also by Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Welcome well, back. Well, Jack's got one job, so I'm really enjoying this because when I had to host it, he absolutely rinsed me. So it's uh, it's quite a fun experience to do that. Um, yeah, so we've got a guest on. We got we need we need to uh, make sure that Cameron feels welcome. Um, needs to, as you say, be a finely tuned machine um, that we're not. Um, but some of the comments, uh, some some able, I thought I went deaf for a second, <laughs> which I really really enjoyed. <laughs> 
yeah we're, we're gas we're gaslighting as many of our youtube followers as we possibly can um i i i of course am max brown hello and um uh well how, how are we doing jack are we are we oh, back we're all on good we're all YouTube? good hello everyone uh, you missed nothing except we're introducing everyone this is cameron he hasn't been on the podcast before we're going to talk about the ashes um if you're listening on the 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 audio streams you'll have no idea about what happened there and why we sounded so panicked and why Ross was having a go at me because you will have been able to hear this. Uh, so it's, it's um... <laughs> well, apart from when we explained that you're useless and, and they know exactly what happened, but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, do we have any messages for our listeners, Ross? Uh, yeah, we should. Uh, if you, if you like a finally podcast, then uh, this one is probably for you. So you should like this video um, <laughs> follow us on Spotify well, Apple, I don't know, Podbean, Pod Addict, whichever they are, um, and go over to our Twitter and follow us at the Cricket Pod and on Instagram as well, which is also the same. Um, and you can also get in touch with the show. We always love hearing your stories, whether that's below the line in terms of the comments on Twitter or emailing us, um, which is thecricketpod at gmail.com. Um, and you can also go to Patreon, um, where you can buy one of your friends a cricket podcast Patreon. You can buy one of your friends. Well, buy one of your friends a cricket podcast membership for the year. What, what a lovely thing that would be. Yeah, that would be a nice thing. Max, uh, let's have a summary of the day. Let's. Um, okay, so start of the day. England, um, well, they were they were in a spot of bother, weren't they? Let's be honest. Australia, 221 for two. Prospect of a, a long, hot day in the uh, Adelaide sun ahead. So they really needed um, to, uh, well, to hit, hit the ground running and, and get their foot in the door. And uh, in fairness, with uh, Ollie Robinson taking on the uh, rather... Uh, arduous task of trying to get Marnus Labashain out twice, which he successfully did. Um, England should almost have tried got that their... yesterday. He should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, England almost got their foot in the door. I think they got as far as perhaps walking up the garden path and knocking on the front door um, as they took three wickets and and it had in uh, Australia five down for about two hundred and eighty. But unfortunately for England, the man answering said door was Steve Smith, and he promptly shut the door in England's faces. And um, and and that sort of <laughs> ended any hope England had of a fight back as they sat uh, forlornly on the doorstep in the sun, uh, waiting for something to happen. Uh, the only thing that really happened was Steve Smith sent his uh, Rottweilers out in the form of Alex Carey and Mitchell Stark to uh, to chase them away, and um, and that left England staring down the barrel of uh, a very large first innings deficit. Um, turned. Turning around to England batting, and I've I've sort of uh, been a bit cheeky in saying England have been going through the formality of removing Marcus Harris at the start of the Australia innings, and you could probably say Australia have been through the formality of removing England's openers at the start of the England's innings, as uh, <laughs> as uh, both Burns and Hamid fell fairly cheaply, and uh, England were pretty much left with an hour to go, two men down, root in the crease needing nothing but divine intervention to uh, to save them and and what could be more divine than lightning from the sky to save england literally from, uh, hitting from a cathedral. being five down in the background forks of light skewering uh, <laughs> skewering the night sky as uh, as england were reprieved from an hour of swinging pink balls and uh, and dodgy batting to <laughs> to at least make it to the second day with with root there Yes, um, which is which is a plus. Um, let's talk about man of the day first, Michael Nisa. Uh, he comes in, first knock in Test cricket, 34 of 25 balls, uh, picks up a wicket in his first over. Uh, it's not often 
Uh, I tweeted this. Uh, this is a repeat of the joke. It's not often that you get to see the greatest day of someone's lo- uh, someone's <laughs> life beamed into your living room from uh, 10,000 miles away. Um, Cameron, you're new to the podcast. Uh, what's the greatest day of your life? Uh, as the, the the first question, other than today, obviously <laughs> in cricket or just in, in, in... well, interpret the question how you want. Um, uh, well, my sister's getting married next year. That'll be pretty good. Uh, I anything could be happening. Um, the greatest day of my life must be was... must be today coming on the podcast. Mate. Yeah, that's, that's that's the, you're, you're, you're Michael Neeson sharing that day together. I was racking my brain. I was like, what did I think about Neeson's performance today? I was going through all the players, and I was like, what's the best day of your life, personally? Uh, God, it's like I, that I, curveball interview question. It is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought, you better I start. How many tennis balls can you fit in this room? Yeah, you, be, you better start thinking about what your biggest flaw is soon. Yeah, I know. Biggest um, weakness, yeah. biggest strength. Um, no, uh, um, Michael Neeson, he, he did have a good day, Cameron, didn't he? Um, yeah, he's I don't know. I, I didn't see much of him going into this. I don't know if you had, but uh, he looks a decent player. So I follow um, two cricket journos, Barrett uh, Sunderason and Adam Collins, and they've been banging Neeson's drum for years now. Um, Barrett especially mm. and so it was kind of this weird kind of breaking of the fourth wall where seeing someone play for the first time and kind of being like well I've known about this person through a hashtag for about four <laughs> years or whatever just seeing hashtag Nisa must play and it was just kind of laughably perfect like he's come in and he because the whole England's whole game plan was like let's play the waiting game let's starve them let's go two two runs and over and like Yes, it didn't work in terms of like getting any wickets, which is important in cricket. Um, but in terms of like starving Australia of runs, great. And Nice has come in at the end and they got like 46 off the last four overs of their innings, which up until that point had taken them almost a session to do. And so he's kind of sapped all idea of energy and momentum out of England. Then he's come on with the new ball. Hamid's walked away from the first one. It was like, that was a good ball, actually. It's kind of just missed the top of off. And then he's got his wicket second ball and you've seen Kawaja running on and Mitchell Swepson in there and everyone's just so happy for him. And it was, it was a kind of sickeningly lovely moment of just seeing I hope, someone. I hope, they get, I hope they get fined. I hope they get fined for coming on, <laughs> for coming on to the field of play without permission from the umpire. Oh, um, it's, a, it's a disgrace um, which what it is. <laughs> I like the bit after that where he was serenaded by 300 people dressed as Richie Benno. Uh, like imagine that's like something out of a, a weird fever dream, isn't it? You're like, you know, we've had too much <laughs> cheese the night before. <laughs> like... See how like I, I always think about this with when people talk about the leap from like domestic to international cricket is you watch Sheffield Shield and it's obviously like an amazing standard. But they're playing at like Karen Rolton Park number two or something or number one or whatever, and there's literally no one there. And you could go up and just have a look, watch if you were in the local area because it's in a park. And then the jump from that may only be so much in quality, but rather than being watched by nobody on a park, you're at the Adelaide Oval with 300 Richie Benno impersonators kind of singing your name. Like that's why people want to do that. Basically. That's why it's so much better playing international cricket. And um, yeah, he's had a great day. His, his best day of his life was now my best day of my life because I was so happy with him. That's my initial, <laughs> initial question. It's a great answer. We, when we had David Garron, he talked a little bit about that, didn't he? It was a bit of a tangent and uh, a plug of episode 42, maybe, um, with, with David Garron. But he did say when he was dropped by England and he had to go back to Leicestershire near the end of his career and they were like, I'll go and make some runs. And he went out and he was just like, I cannot be bothered after playing for England. <laughs> like, I'm going back to do this. It's just not uh, just not what I want to be doing my, with my life to be retired. 
side and became a commentator. And basically, he'd rather have commentated on international cricket than have played the level below. Um, so that, that's David Gower's point of view. Um, Ross, let's go back to earlier in the day, the positive part for England. Um, I, you know, we, we, we speculated, didn't we? Uh, Max and I, so you weren't here, but we as the cricket podcast, we speculated that if England were to get back into the game, they'd need four or five wickets before lunch. They got three. They didn't quite get the, the final breakthrough. Um, but they did. They showed a little bit of fight, yeah, this morning. Yeah, they did. Um, it was interesting because England's approach to the, the whole bowling plan has been terrible to now. Um, it's kind of been this like um, the Aussies are scared when they're in the 90s. So let's get their batsmen to the 90s and try to take advantage of that nervousness. That's seemingly been the, then, we'll, then we'll attack, oh. we'll really get them. Um, and it's it was good that we came out and got some wickets. Um, Travis Head, after his brilliant 150, has gone back to missing a full toss from a part-time spinner. So that's nice that he is completely human. Um, but again, England, they just sometimes let it drift. And sometimes they've got obviously got a, um, you know, like a football team has a bogey team or any sports team has a bogey team. But they just can't get it. Steve Smith is a bogey team for England. Like we just, we're so scared of Steve Smith. Um, that any time it One comes man, out, bogey yeah, it is, it is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kind of let them off a little bit, but if, we shouldn't take anything away from the Australian uh, innings. I thought they played it absolutely perfectly. Yes, they got a bit lucky, but you make your own luck and England are shit. So what more can you do? If, if you drop simple chances, that's going to happen. Um, but, I yeah, think... The, I think England bowled wrong to Steve Smith and, and weigh in if you if you disagree with this. So we saw India last Australian summer um, do quite well against him comparatively uh, by bowling pretty straight, but packing the leg side field because you know he's going to go across and try and score through mid-wicket square leg. Um, and, and, and you can kind of bore him out a little bit. He'll try something, he'll try a pull, he'll try a flick, he'll hit it to someone in the leg side or, or potentially... Uh, you can pin him, pin him LBW, you bring that back into play. I think England, after the 2019 Ashes, they got it in their heads that the way to get him out is to pretend there's like another set of stumps outside mm. of stump and bowl at the top of the other set of stumps. But what he'd basically do there is leave, leave, leave until you bowl a bit full, then smash you through the covers or, you know, wait for you to bowl uh, a little bit straighter and, and flick your way through mid-wicket. And if, you, if you're going to bowl that line, you can't do what India did, which is pack the leg side field because you're bowling to, to a guy whose main scoring area is going to be through through the offside. So I, I don't know, you know, whether you agree with that, Ross, but... Um, I, I think it, all our plans are shit. Like, it winds <laughs> me up. Like, it just winds me up. Watching this England side, like, I just don't understand how... Like, England have got, what, one of the biggest budgets in world cricket, and yet we just play test cricket in completely the wrong way. We, we, we completely have no idea what we are doing. Um, and how... Chris Silverwood and Joe Root. And I mean, the, the, the calls are now starting. Uh, we <laughs> said there might be a mid-Ashes resignation or retirement. There, there might work. Sam Allardyce Hashtag. could well, yeah, Sam Allardyce could well be in charge of this England team by the end of the Ashes. Like that, that it could actually happen. Pipe the savers from relegation into tier two of the World Test Championship. Um, well, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, like the, the selection of the bowling lineup. We kind of thought, do you know what? Uh, Stuart Broad, Anderson, Wokes, uh, Robinson, they're all kind of similar. They're not exactly the same, obviously, but they're kind of similar. Well, rest Markwood, um, who is the difference maker, um, and we won't bowl, we won't play a spinner. Um, that whole logic is a little bit broken, uh, I think. Um, we know that Chris Boyks doesn't travel well. He's like a badly packaged um, soup 
that is a moped is delivering to Max's COVID house at the moment. Um, That'd be nice. It's just, it would be very nice. But it just to me, it just frustrates me that we've just got the same after same after same kind of thing. And um, yeah, it looks like we're all at sea at the moment and Australia must be absolutely loving it. Well, there's a, there's a problem there. I think you've uh, hit on Ross that I, my, my theory is that actually we've got a bit of a problem and the problem is possibly Chris Wokes because he has to play because he can bat, but he's taking up a bowling slot and he's probably worse at it than Robinson, Anderson or Broad in terms of the, the options we've got I, at that, you know, the, whatever it's because I mean, he's not going to open so it's not going to do much because the the, the kookaburra ball is going to be going to be fairly used by the time he gets to it so it's not going to do a lot and and it just becomes a bit of a, a wasted bowling slot I yeah think, no i i think i'd agree with that Cameron. what were you going to say i think um tim wigmore has been quite interesting on this he, he, he posted out like these stats about how wokes anson and broad their figures from this Adelaide Test match are almost combined figures is almost identical to the one four years ago. And kind of all this preparation has gone into it. <laughs> and we're in the same place. But I think I think the thing with Wokes is I think one interesting thing is it's always been a broad versus leech question. You're kind of like, well, that's interesting. Like, why isn't it not broad versus uh, Robinson or Wokes? That just infers that Wokes and uh, Robinson are ahead in the pecking order now. Um, and I think it's another point that Wigmore made. He was like, we still kind of it feels like England are in the kind of let's pick our best 11 players as opposed to pick our best team. And so Wokes is in the best 11 cricketers in England. But the whole idea is like, right, if we've got this old kookaburra ball, 65 overs, who do we want bowling with it? Mm-hmm. Do you want Chris Wokes to be your kind of point of difference when he's this kind of beautiful, perfect bowler? Um, I don't know. If, I don't think leaving Mark Wood out was that mental just because... He's made think, of glass. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's like, well, he's going to break. And so you're like, well, we do really need you now. But this is another thing that I think is an interesting point, is that I feel like England often pick a team to play the next test match in mind, rather than the best team for that test match. So we are playing against New Zealand, and we're like, right, we need to rest our players so they can come back for the India series. And the India series comes along. We're like, well, and it just kind of with rest rotation, you've always got the next game in mind. So you kind of lose that instinct of what well, do we need to win this test match right now? Like if this was a one off test match, you know, if in this cricket, you don't have an important Champions League match midweek. Like it's it's the, the most important game. Most of the time is the game that you're about to play. So on, on Wood, there's a couple of things I'd say. He hadn't actually bowled for seven days. Yeah. Um, before the first day yesterday, so I don't, I like, I understand the resting point, but England was so crap in in the first in the first test uh, that they actually didn't need to work him too hard. Got a nice, got a nice rest. break in between. <laughs> yeah. so, so we got away with that. The other thing, and I think it's a really important thing on, on, on Wokes and that old ball. And Max, I think we talked about this in the in, in the preview. Um, basically, in the first, I think it was thirty or forty overs with the the Kookaburra. Uh, it doesn't really matter what pace you bowl at. It's 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 sort of what you can do with the ball. But as it gets older, what happens is that people who can bowl fast they stay about the same level of effectiveness. They they don't get better, but they mm. if you know if you average thirty two, you're probably still going to average thirty two in the seventieth over of the of the of of the ball of the ball's lifespan. If you if you if you bowl at eighty miles an hour, that just goes up and up and up and up and up, and then and then you, you get like the number nine. Um, and look at here, we've got we got five of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, yeah, and that's that's sort of where England are, isn't it? We saw it yesterday. Match we talked about it at, at length, didn't we? They tried something different, banging it in short with Wokes, uh, not Wokes, Stokes. Um, 
both both, and... both centurions as well that was nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it's a, a pretty pretty tough pretty tough gig isn't it uh cameron green got out though didn't he for two that's a positive ross yeah, yeah, so always good to get. Like, he's, he's got he's got a monk on his back now, hasn't he? That's, that's, yeah, we, yeah, we've got to crush him early. Uh, yeah, that's we're, the we're, thing. we're in we're in their number six's head. That's uh, that's pretty good to have. It's a key um, role. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, there is one thing I want to talk about, and I'm not. Sure, I didn't listen to your show yesterday because I've been working. But the, um, right, how man. annoying um, Mar, Mar, uh, Labuschagne is. Like Labuschagne, unbelievably good. Like scores loads of runs. Smith, unbelievably good. Scores loads of runs. Their le- elaborate leaving technique. Like, I know people were talking about it. And I know we've talked about it before on this show, but I'm trying to figure out why they do it. Is it because is, are they just doing it to put the other team off when they when they do it? Like they, they're just subconsciously like another marginal gain they're going for because it, it can't be like a part of their technique. It, it must be some kind of mind game. They're trying I to actually, play. I actually think Manus Labuschagne is batshit. <laughs> I've not met him, I've, but I just assume he's completely insane. That's the you only do. thing I can. You do have a degree in um, psychology, though. Don't That's you? true. Yeah. Of the people on this podcast who are positioned to make that that assessment, um, you 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 would be the one, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. So, That's confirmed. I think it's a, um, an official medical diagnosis live on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't know. Yeah, go on, Cameron. I haven't got anything to add, so yeah. I, was just, I don't know if I'm making this up or if I've actually heard Labuschagne or Smith saying it, but I think they they kind of talk about it as in, like, they want to still play a shot when they leave the ball. Like, it's their way of being kind of positive and practice. So rather than just kind of... A friend of mine, his dad, used to leave the ball by, like, not moving his hands or feet and just watching it go past. He's just kind of been like, well, I don't want to do anything with it. So like, My mum used to do that in the garden. Yeah, perfect. Like, garden in middle, cricket. It's kind of most efficient way of leaving ever. Just don't do anything. Whereas Labuschagne, everyone talks about always take the positive action, always be positive in defence. Mm. And so he's like, if I whip my back round, I've kind of played a shot, even though I haven't really. And like you hear some batters talk no about run. Yeah, no, no run. That type of it. And like Labuschagne does it because Smith does it. And Smith did it because he's the best player in the world or mm. was the best player or whoever. And like they, they can only do it because they are amazing. Like everyone goes, oh, this would be so annoying to face. It's like, yeah, they're 100 not out again. Yeah, so they can do what they want. It's it's only annoying off the two hundredth ball. (laughs) Yeah, well, Labuschagne faced three hundred and five deliveries. Yeah, (laughs) so weird. Uh, Yeah, yeah. right. Anything else from that innings that we want anyone would like to touch on? We did talk about England not being very good at bowling yesterday. We did a whole show on it, so you know you can actually go back in time and and listen to that. Uh, Anything else that jumped out to you? They weren't very good at fielding, although we didn't talk too much about fielding yesterday. We talked a bit about Butler. Um, yeah. But Rory, Bird, Rory Burns, he is having a shocking series, isn't he? He's a um, nightmare. Drops. Well, he's got drops. He's, well, he's three drops now he's got. Um, overthrows. overthrows today, that was good. Terrible. Yeah, excellent. The ball went through his legs before. That was funny. Um, he said, fuck all runs as well. So he, and he looks like a bloke who goes to a kid's party dressed up as a pirate to make a balloon animals. And I, he'd, be better at do, he'd be better at doing that now than opening the bathroom. Um, we talk about we talk about fielding quite a lot on the show, and I think it's worth mentioning it again um, because I, I I feel like oh, I don't know. I mean, there, there, there's got to be there's got to be more to it than than what than what's going on here. Like, sure, surely the having having a fielder that can catch the ball is better than having a guy who can't catch the ball and can't bat. Like, there must there must be value. <laughs> there must that, be value in that. Is that um, Crawley coming back? Can he field? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe not. maybe we just bring him back to the specialist field. He was on for a bit. Uh, I don't remember him making any mistakes. 
Um, <laughs> so it's, maybe we bring Crawley back as a, as a specialist fielder. Yeah, the man who uh, average is 11. Brilliant. Right, let's talk about England batting and we can carry on with the Rory Burns theme. But before we do, if you're watching over on YouTube, we've got 209 concurrent viewers at the moment. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry about our technical difficulties at the start of the show. Um, right. We're fully into the England bashing now. So, we, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go. <laughs> we're right gonna talk about England's England technical for... difficulties at the top. Here, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, but yeah, hit like, hit subscribe, and if you're on another platform, also do the same thing. Um, Rory Burns, who wants to go first? Can I defend him camera? before we yeah. slay no, it? Go for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this would be good. Yeah, I, I I don't know what he's meant to do with that ball. That's a seed. Like it, it, you're going to get them. It's gone off the straight weather. And then afterwards, I found it quite funny. Cook was talking about in the punditry. He was like, you've got to leave those. And then they dropped the, like, the, um, oh, what's uh, it called? Like the Hawkeye ball track. Yeah, top of was life, like, wasn't it? It was like hitting the top of the stumps. <laughs> like, and you're like, well, you can't leave that. It's like gone, it's at him. And then it's sheared away. All you can hope to do is just miss it. And like, it's just it's just the, the life that Roy Burns is currently living where you're like, well, yeah, of course I was going to get that one now. Mm. And um he's going to be mentally shot like he's come he, he's had this really weird test career where he's like 30 games in now and he goes from being almost out of the team to being this guy could be the next captain actually <laughs> and he's like, like he's that, now yeah. he's now at the point he's now i, I think at like the lowest point where people are like oh my god century's coming just, century's coming like, oh either that or he's not going to play like think about three more innings time if he hasn't scored any more runs and he's dropped two more catches you just can't you can't play but then yeah he like Three innings ago, I was like, "Good player, this lad." I actually uh, really like him. So that's my defence. So I'm, I'm, I'm a Roy Burns fan. I always have, and because I like that he's a bit weird. Um, but there is also a bit that you just um, said he'd be better at a kids' party dressed as a pirate making balloons. I've I've stolen this from someone on Twitter. But in Rory, he's, he's Rory a fan Burns because he wants him to have a second career. He wants to keep yeah, but, him, but keep look, him afloat. Rory, Rory Burns, and I'm Cameron. I agree with you on this. So last twenty innings include seven ducks. 10 single figure scores and just six innings when he's gone past 25. That is um, good. On eight occasions, he has lasted five balls or fewer. Um, so that is no good. But this is England's, like, out of, out of every batsman in England, <laughs> or every batsman who qualifies for England, England selectors have to say, well, Chris Sorry, Ross, are you, are you defending Rory Burns here? No, no, just no, just to clarify. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm Do you know what defending that, means? Um, I know, I'm saying that he's been hung out to dry. You've got a guy who clearly is not good enough to do this. Um, and yet he was the best option. He was the number one batsman who's cho- chosen as number one to go, yep, yeah, you're going for it. We had Dom Sibley, Zach Crawley, and um, Haseeb Hamid. They're, they're our four best opening batsmen. That's not good enough. That is not good enough preparation, is it? Keaton Jennings was off the, off the block as well. You're just like, where, where, are, where is the, what's the word, the, the runway for people to kind of come into this side who actually can open the batting and actually have demonstrated that they can do it? Well, I mean, are we, are we going to go back to the, the standard um, explanation of uh, playing a Duke's ball in April against Darren Stevens? Well, I don't, I don't even think that's the thing, yeah, because Rory Burns does average 40 in that, in that scenario. Like he, yeah. he, he, he's, he's got a career but the, there. The, the point being that the translation of that to test cricket in Australia is completely... Horses for courses England. is what I want the conversation to go but to. But he doesn't Max. do it in England against Dibley Doublers in, in, in test matches, does he? I, th- I think it's probably just like a skill difference or there's something in his game that doesn't work. I'd speculate that batting like his testicles are being electrocuted is <laughs> is, is, is part, of the, part of the problem. Maybe he just needs to be a bit stiller in... I, I mean, like, I'm, not, you know, I'm not a batting coach. I don't 
do technical analysis really but it does the the dismissal the 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 two dismissals that i have seen live him be bowled by stark and then the the one today where he was nicked off um both of them sort of come about because he's dancing around a little bit i mean it's the the the, the camera you make a good point the ball today is a really good ball sometimes you nick those yeah it's 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 on a good length it's hitting the stumps it moves away you have to play a shot at it you're only just new you're you're very new at the crease and he's a little bit in between but even still his front foot is sort of in three positions as he as he goes to address it i i I don't think he's giving himself the best chance of of hitting that right the front the front foot thing is 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 weird like when you free throws that frame with stark and you're like why why is your foot there like you can see the ball just a dip on the other side of the screen but I, I have this, and again, I, I might be opening myself up to ridicule here, but A, I think Roy Burns is a very good children's entertainer. I think he could do both very well. <laughs> Secondly, I think that, yeah, he's got his, I think his eye thing, we kind of talk about like marginal gains. He does the eye thing so he can see the ball. That's the most maximum gain I've ever heard in my life. I want to be able to see the ball coming down towards me. Then he has his weird twist of the bat. But then from that moment, then he does his foot thing. I, I, I've, I don't know if I've just got it into my head. But I don't think he's that weird. I think he's got, has his quirks at the beginning. And then I think from after that point, he's okay. But I think this whole, that stat's amazing, by the way. In eight of his last 20 innings, he's got out in five or fewer balls. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things where you could just chuck anyone in and just see if they do better than that. Yeah, just, I, I, I saw it on Twitter just before we came on here. And I, I, yeah. I would love to give it credit, but I'll, I'll find it and give it credit. But Amazing. Yeah, you could do that. Anyone here but think he, they could do better than that? Well, I really, you you just don't need to as long as they don't bowl a straight one it's for six balls and as we know from like Hawkeye whatever only five percent of balls are hitting the stumps so maybe you'd be just fine leave everything yeah I'm not going to miss it to start with to start with they're going to assume that you're good at cricket and try and hit just outside yeah. the top mm. of off so you re- I reckon balls. you've got an over like Jai Richardson's first over. I'm fine, yeah. aren't I? Nowhere near the stumps. If, if, Cameron, if Cameron Ponsonby comes to the crease, you just uh, the guy's got a good cricketing name. Like yeah. straight off the bat, there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of respect there already, right? There's a bit yeah. of respect there already. Uh, oh, there's also another bit for Roy Burns. Roy Burns is unfortunately in the position where he is now being scapegoated for England being fundamentally poor at Test cricket. Yeah, that was, that was my final point. Like we're talking, it is a Roy Burns problem because he's the bloke sort of going through it. Mm. But it's it, the fact that he's still probably the week. best one. Yeah, he, like he yeah, is, when he's, he's gone, still the best. It's an England cricket problem more than a before it's a Roy Burns problem. But Roy Burns is the bloke who we watch nick off in five balls of fury and you go, God, this guy's shit. Oh, let's get someone else in. And then you get yeah. them in and you go, this guy's even worse. And you just keep going round and round and round, basically. And then you yeah. went back up at Keaton Jennings. Yeah, I, um, I we haven't quite got to the the next Hasib or to I mean Hasib for me it's looking like he's on the Rory Burns trajectory, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. But he, he I looked, suppose he from his quite point of solid view, for 10 minutes. From his point of view, he is young enough that we can still play Ooh, potential uh, with, with with him, whereas Burns, because he's the wrong side of 30, we have to be like, we need someone younger in. Uh, and people really like Zach Crawley's cover drive. You know, we've been through this with Vince. I'm, I'm not convinced that's how you should assess a test cricketer. But a lot of people, a lot of people, that is the main thing they want in a player is, can he ping it through extra cover? Um, so maybe we just go to him. You know, he'll have a nice we, couple we, of drives. We judge a guy um, called Jake Smith in our cricket team on his cover drive because it's the only shot he has. And he, he, he rarely connects, but he, we have a good opinion of him. 
We got a nice bit of robot voice there, I think, there for, for, from, from Ross. But you made the point, Jake Smith plays the cover drive every ball. Maybe we need, that's what we need. The future of English test opening is just a guy <laughs> who plays the cover drive every ball. Well, that's what um, Jason Roy was. We've done that. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Maybe it's then. We're, what other we're, shots? We're going full circle again. Oh, he's, yeah, so he's back, robot voice. Yeah. Um, uh, any anything else on England's batting before we get to the questions? Uh, then uh, Hamid's dismissal. Dreadful. Very soft. What Very soft. Doesn't yeah, help, does it? I was decorating my Christmas tree and I heard oh, it happen on the... T- I yeah, didn't he basically, he basically just clipped a ball, clipped a ball from full from just outside off stump straight into the, the mitts of mid-on. And I, the, I, the, I could as usual, the Australian commentators were trying to, you know, uh, just go off on one about how it was brilliant plans and, and wonderful thinking from Australia. They've done all their homework to look at how Hamid plays across his pads. Like, mate, he's just played a bad shot and clipped it to mid-on. There's, there's mm. no plan involved there. That was just bad. It's yeah, really Harsha Bogle managed to um, give that one to Doni, actually, because that was what Doni's doing. <laughs> um, I could, I, yeah, I could tell from the way the commentators were talking about it that that was just one dismissal that you didn't need to see my, before. My only time. concern about Hamid is that he's now, he hasn't got a score yet, but he's had three, like, he his first, in, both his innings in the first match were 50 balls. This is 20 balls. And as Rory Byrne, we've just talked about Rory Burns, you're going to nick off in your first five or 10 balls as an opener. Mm. And so you kind of, I'm like, oh no, like, have we had your good innings? And you just haven't capitalised on them. And in two games time, we're going to be like, oh God, Mead's averaging 15. And then I, it's just, there's just eternal pessimism when talking about yeah. the England batting lineup. Like, it's just, yeah. Who, an- who, how many other play? Harry Brooks going to be opening the batting for England by the end of the Test series? I don't think gonna... he will be because they sent home all the backups. So oh, he's, it's he's playing for the Hobart Hurricanes. So oh, okay, well. all right. So he's got the guys oh, okay. in the big bash. Is Liam Livingston about that he can come in open? Um, yeah, uh, James Vince will be back in by the end. To be fair, <laughs> Jack. To be fair, Liam Livingston, we, we are probably going to be in need of a spinner, aren't we? Yeah, that's true. Um, We had a couple of questions in from Twitter. And one of these is uh, from Adam Dallimore. We'll do that one first. Why do England bowl so many no balls? What's the need to push the line so much? I mean, I would understand if bowlers bowled at 90 miles an hour, but we are just over 80. As discussed on previous shows within the white ball setup, it seems to be, they seem to be crack hot on it and avoid it at all costs. But in the Ashes series, we have done it so often. So my question is, why do we need to push the line um, they've been bowling a no ball that's been called so they've actually bowled more no balls than this a no ball that's been called every 15 overs for us uh, is that good cricket uh, not good cricket no um one the technology is at least working in this test match i hope yeah. um so yeah. that's that's some positive from the first game um i i think it's because some of our bowlers can't actually control their emotions very well um and i think they get so pumped up into that being like Stokes. You can't tell me that Stokes is one of those people who doesn't run on emotion, right? He gets back to his line. He's not looking at the ground where his, where his footmark <laughs> is. He's just going, I'm going to go and take Labashane's head off. And he's going, it's just like, I've overstepped by two yards. Oh, I've done it again. Like, I'm going to test this theory, Ross, by see if we can see uh, what the England um, uh, bowlers were doing. Because if, if you're right, then blokes didn't bowl any no balls and all of the others did. That's, yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah, the theory, isn't it? Yeah, I just love the theory. idea. You could be like, well, why have you bowled a no ball today? You're like, I was just really sad. <laughs> <laughs> really sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you know how, um, you know, in C20 cricket, uh, Lemon Man puts up his little numbers um, so Morgan knows what to do. And yeah. then sometimes remembers what it means, sometimes remembers what it doesn't mean. Um, maybe they just put up like a calming 
duck egg blue or something like that just just so they can look, look at them and be like calm down ollie robinson calm down no no balls we've, we've solved a, it i'm afraid Ross, chris, Wokes bowled, chris rokes bowled two no balls um so uh do, do you reckon that was uh, when he was going at eight and over um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when Stark, who, who is averaging more than any other England batter other than Joe Root, oh, um, since 2019, oh, um, maybe maybe Milan. Um, I think it's just because they don't prepare around. well, and they don't they don't they don't think that they need to worry about those things. In in white ball cricket, I think we talked about this. I think they went like two years without bowling mm. a no ball. They bowled thousands of overs without bowling a no ball. Um, but in that format i think someone has made it clear to the bowlers that it's extremely important not to bowl no balls because not only do you potentially um concede a wicket or or, or, or take a wicket and it not count but you get the the free, the free hit. hit yeah um for for whatever reason I, 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 in, in test cricket they've decided that that isn't a concern that they need to wear. Mm. i mean obviously the free hit does change the dynamic slightly mm. um but still uh, as we sort of said, as you sort of said earlier, Cameron, wickets are important in, in cricket. Um, so, so why go through the motions of bowling a ball that you can't take a wicket from uh, gives the other team a, a single. I mean, if you think about it as well, like England will make uh, Ben Stokes dive around in the field. Like it's not acceptable to play test cricket for England unless you're going to put your body on the line to stop like a single. Uh, but now we'll just overstep. 19 times in in, in 200 overs um which is it's, it's weak it's weak cricket isn't it uh and we got one from vj uh hey guys before we lo- lose this in the discussion about england's batting what do you think was it just a bad toss to lose or is there something else the england bowlers could have done um not to think of the missed chances and no balls um so it's all along the same theme cameron what do you think about vj's question there i think england yesterday were borderline fine and I think we've kind of almost played into with the chances we've missed the knock-on effect we've kind of played into people's legends so like Labashane it's like oh god he scored another 100 the guy averages 63 in test cricket whatever it's like we've got 100 for four and the bloke averages 60 in test cricket like if we drop if you drop him on 21 or 20 or whatever he was on like you just these are the moments that are going to completely change the game and you go and now I've seen a lot of stats about how many chances England have missed and not all drop catches are the same, but like you just go Butler's kind of shocker last night that yeah, runs wise, you can go, oh, I only cost England 10 runs. You go, oh, it didn't cost England 10 runs because it cost them having a go at Travis heads last night. And maybe you get him as well, or maybe you get a night watchman in and then you get Cameron Green starting this morning. And I think Ian Higgins on the great cricketer podcast, I think summed up England really well, where he said, England are really, really close to being a good team, but they're fucking shit. I think they've just, got there six is, passengers. Um, there's just like, there's, there's so, so many things have to go right for everything to come together and then something fails them. So I think England's bowlers, this, like the kind of the tail of the tape yesterday was, all right, lads, like, just didn't really quite go away today. And then you play this long game and then all of a sudden shock, Australia waited longer than us. They got 140 overs into their innings and they went, we're actually going to go at nines for the last 10 or whatever it was. And that was just going to ruin everything you've done. (laughs) And so you think, oh, brilliant. So we like, we were almost good and it's ended in disastrous circumstances where we're, well, I mean, the game's over realistically. And and we're again seeing it blaming the bowlers. And I know the bowlers would be the only ones here, but England's batting is so terrible that all they do is get flogged every single time. We're we're blaming the bowlers for not digging us out of the hole that we've created ourselves for the last five (laughs) years, basically. We can't bat. 
we pick the wrong team, and the result is that we need our bowlers to bowl really well and to yeah, take every field. chance, yeah. yeah, and to take every chance that comes our way. Like that's the that's the problem. I got if we don't take every chance. Obviously, I got a text from a friend earlier this week when we, and it was Anderson and Broad coming in. He just went, "Why does playing Anderson and Broad like stop us from getting bowled out for one fifty? And you're like, "That is kind of we're shuffling, yeah. we're shuffling the deck over here." And you're like, "No, no, the fires." We're putting yeah. out fires where they don't really exist, and then over there, like the house is on the fire. And you're just like, just oh, teach someone to bat. Let's, let's, like, yeah. right, It'll be fine. We're going to wrap up the show here because we've got to send Ross back to work. If you've been watching along on YouTube, uh, Tom, Vasanth, Paul, Anurag, uh, Rahul, Jimmy, Bino, One Eye. That's good. Um, etc. etc. Thank you very much. Hit like, hit subscribe. We're on the road to 10,000 subs, and then we can start selling you t shirts, which is uh, why we started this in the first place. Uh, <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> so, uh, do do that. Uh, before we wrap up, though, Cameron, can you let people know where to find you and, and what you're up to in, in the cricket space? Uh, yeah, I was, so I'm kind of a freelance writer for kind of do stuff for Wisdom and Crick Info mainly. Uh, my Twitter name is just at my name, Cameron Punsonby, and um, that's probably the best. I think that's the first time I've ever got to plug myself, so I was very exciting. Oh, well, you should have done it. Right, yeah, we're just adding to the best day of your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, true, that's oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Cricket Pod. Um, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Cricket Pod if you want us to answer your questions on, on this show um, and other stuff. Um, bye-bye, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.